0: This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. I'm currently using the platform to learn a bunch of different skills that we have talked about many times on this show. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills online. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash TSC.
1: He's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for
2: some major realness.
1: Welcome to the Skinny
3: Confidential, him and her. Uh Aha! But I like this idea of unexpected hope, so that's like a season of my life where I'm like, I want to provide unexpected hope, and I want to study hope. And I want to understand why some people get out of the darkness and some people stay in it. And some people could be in what we perceive as total darkness and they still have hope and they're happier, right? And so it's just life evolves. And if you don't evolve with life, life makes you deal with it.
0: Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Mike Bayer. On this episode, we discuss what it takes to be who you truly want to be, how to live each day as your best self, and common mental blocks and tools to break through barriers. My name is Michael Bosick. I am a serial entrepreneur and the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network, which is rapidly growing, adding content daily. And across from me, my wife, a little bit grumpy today, a little bit unnerved by me, Lauren Everts of the Skinny Confidential.
2: Yeah, Michael's driving me nuts. Hi guys, Lauren Everts of the Skinny Confidential, as Michael said. Today is about, it's about one o'clock and I've already stabbed you, I'll tried to stab you
0: five times. A lot of this episode covers mental blocks. Lauren's having a mental block this morning with <laughs> me. Um, she, hasn't, she hasn't been able to break through her barrier and she hasn't been able to live her day as her authentic self
2: no because michael started talking about work at 6 30 in the morning today and i was not having it especially not before i ate breakfast i i don't know why you. i cooked you
0: breakfast too by the way so that's like that should have got me a few points
2: like a good husband should you didn't use the right bread i wanted dave's killer bread and you made me cracked sourdough
0: Will you, I thought you'd love the sourdough.
2: I do love the sourdough at certain moments.
0: Anyways, I am not living my life today. How uh, the way I truly want to be, I am not tranquil. My wife is stressing me out a little (laughs) bit, you know, for all those couples out there that think it's just fairies and rainbows all the time in relationships wrong again. No marriage is
2: work. Marriage is work. It's, it's constant work in progress.
0: What happens is I'm a full 10 and Lauren has a difficult time understanding that sometimes she just doesn't. Oh my god! It really, my it's really something I struggle with daily.
2: I'm so glad everyone can hear you call yourself a 10. Taylor, hope your mic's on. What do you think about uh, our marriage? Because I feel like you're around it and you see the BTS.
1: I was laughing just a second ago because this is completely has nothing to do with the question you just asked me. I just realized that I put on two different shoes today.
0: (laughs) Wait, 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 wait! Walk out! Walk, Walk out here!
1: They're, they're the same shoe but just different colors one's army and one's black
0: all right well that wow. was that was off topic but wow so listen again a guy a guy really tr- uh struggling with mental blocks mental barriers but yeah i mean listen there's a lot of i know lauren's waving at me to stop talking but there's a lot <laughs> a lot of struggling and listen all the if, if you have your man Michael. in the car right now turn this up us men we're out there we're doing the right thing we're struggling it, these women they just don't sometimes they just don't appreciate lauren's flashing me right now in the studio
1: i'm, I'm showing him. all right
0: you know what lauren actually i'm wrong you're right if you do flash then i'm then i'm just okay. gonna admit that i'm wrong and you know okay
2: you know nothing ma- a titty can't solve marriage is kind of like taylor's shoes <laughs> um, one's camo and one's black you know what i mean yeah. it's it's mismatched sometimes
0: anyways guys we're going to get through it. We got through this intro just fine, and I'm still alive. So let's introduce Coach Mike Bear. Who is Mike Bear? He is the founder and CEO of Cast Centers, the go-to clinic for artists, athletes, executives, and anyone who wants to live more authentically, successfully, and joyfully. He is a New York Times best-selling author of the book, Best Self, Be You, Only Better, for Dr. Phil fans, you may have seen Mike. He is a frequent guest on The Dr. Phil Show. With that, please welcome Coach Mike Bayer to the podcast. Welcome.
2: Let's take a quick break to talk about evolving. And when I'm talking about evolving, I mean evolving your skills personally, this is like a number one priority for me. So Skillshare is this platform that has over 20,000 classes, guys, that you can learn from the comfort of your own home. I personally am a huge fan of the creative section, but they also have business, technology, and even lifestyle.
0: When you look at Lauren and I's careers, Right, starting in real estate her as a bartender her as a Pilates instructor me as you know running a company a jetbed who's done so many different things and now podcasting you really start to see there's been an eclectic group of skills that we've had to acquire to accomplish our goals and everybody out there can as well and especially with a tool like Skillshare Skillshare like Lauren said has more than 25,000 classes in accounting marketing sales, design. There's really something for everybody and it's taught by people like you and me. What I love about Skillshare is there's always something in niche categories. You know, we've talked about on this show multiple times. You can't just go in to a job or a profession anymore with one skill set. You need to wear multiple hats. You need to have a broad base of skills, and that's why Skillshare exists and that is why we love them so much as a partner. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving and reaching your new goals.
2: If you're a creative like me, just to give you some examples, there's everything from animation to film production, fine art, graphic design, my personal favorite, illustration, music production, photography, and even writing. This is all in one place. So there really is no excuses. If you feel like you want to learn how to do something, all you have to do is sign on to Skillshare. You could do it after your nine to five job. I mean, honestly, I would have utilized this when I was a bartender. I could have used it from I would have honestly probably used it from twelve thirty
0: to two in the morning. Guys, we have have an amazing offer for you. Pretty much a free offer. Actually, it is a free offer. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com TSC. Again, go to Skillshare.com TSC to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com TSC.
1: This is the
0: Skinny
3: Confidential, him and her.
2: What is this challenge? Let's let's just rip the Band-Aid off. What's the challenge?
3: You want to get into it now? Right away. All right, cool. So, I created the Best Self challenge. It's based off the book I wrote called Best Self. The reason I created the Best Self challenge for social media is I felt that everyone online is always showing themselves at their best. I mean, literally, I know women who will try to post empowering photos where they're nervous in a bikini or even grabbing body fat and showing it, but they've taken 50 selfies to get that one photo. So everything is kind of manufactured because everyone wants to uh, be recognized uh, and be seen. With the best self challenge, I created what's called your best self and your anti-self. And I say that the best self is the most authentic part of ourselves. And it's, who makes us uniquely ourselves. And so what I like to do is I like to first describe, and I have people, I'm going to have everyone here doing it, write out adjectives around who you are when you're being your best self.
2: Okay. And Taylor, me, and Michael are doing it. Yes. Okay. Adjectives. So how many? Just as many as many, ad- you many
3: that come to mind. And sometimes it helps to think about, like, when are you really feeling in the moment? When are you feeling just free and... Um, nothing can bring you down yeah an adjective is a description of anything so uh, an adjective for yourself could be uh, when I'm when I'm my best self for example I know I'm really wise I'm level-headed I critically think I have compassion I don't take things personally okay so what I so do we have a list?
0: I got a I got a pretty solid list. Let's I don't hear know. it. So I wrote. Let's see, Lauren. Tell me if I'm if if this is me at my best self. I wrote truthful, confident, active, loving, open, real, generous, and empathetic.
3: Great. Is How do you feel it? when you say those? Feel good. Feel great. Feel good. Yeah. And and you, Lauren?
2: I wrote funny, productive, sharp, witty. Is it listener or listening for the adjective?
3: Either let's, one. I mean, okay. whatever works for All you. Right.
2: And confident.
3: Okay, great. And do you know when you each feel this way?
2: A hundred percent, I do.
3: I don't know. Maybe. Do you see it in each other when you, when the other person is operating like this?
2: Yeah, my love language is touch. So when I'm getting touched 500 times a day, I can. If feel I'm being
3: it. loving,
1: yeah. okay. You might be getting touched for other reasons, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, what are yours?
1: I wrote down creative, enthusiastic, outrageous, absurd, non-judgmental. Funny and multi-dimensional.
2: I'm gonna steal one from you. I like the non-judgmental one. I feel yeah. my best self when I'm non-judgmental too.
3: Great. Add that to your list. And okay. now you're going to draw this.
0: We're gonna draw.
2: Okay. You're
3: gonna draw it. So my best self is a wizard named Merlin. He's like okay. a thousand years old. Okay. I want you to draw who you are when you're being your best self. And I understand that most people out there can't draw.
0: I can't draw worth shit.
3: We, we end up... You know what's interesting about drawing is we draw the same way we drew when we, were when, we were, when we were children. It does not change unless we get training. So I want you to draw and name your best self.
2: I'm scared to see Taylor's drawing.
1: I'm of a his. terrible drawer, so it's not... Or, I just feel I, like enthusiastic, like that could
2: be interpreted in so many ways. Like enthusiastic, is he going to draw like a boner on himself? What's going to happen with that, Taylor? Let's see what the drawing <laughs> yeah, comes let see?
3: <laughs> So, All right, so it could be anything. Ourselves. It could be a, an object, a cloud. It could be a portrait. Because our parents name us our names, and unless we change it later on, but I feel like this is like our authentic spiritual self. I guess some people would say their spirit animal for themselves.
0: My guy, my guy, kind of looks a little bit um <laughs> handicapped here.
3: He looks really profound.
0: You're copying
2: his wizard.
3: Mine didn't look like that.
2: Okay.
0: This is, he's doing a little rock and roll symbol
3: here.
2: So if someone's at home, they're just drawing, it could be anything. They could
3: draw anything that represents when they, and there's no negativity when you're your best self. There's no meanness. There's no comparing.
0: You know, this drawing's really bad. Um, Mike, I don't know what to do here.
3: Okay. What are we naming it or him Mm. or her?
0: The enlightened one. Whoa.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It could be that if that's what comes to mind.
0: Well, I just think that like being like these things you be your most enlightened self if you could accomplish all of them.
3: Okay. Right. So, yeah. I Unless think I'm it,
0: using that wrong, who knows?
3: No, you're not. I think it's really helpful, like I find for people, if they call it Mr. Enlightened, or like you give it a real life as if it's a character inside of yourself.
0: For me, like... I'm really, lately I've been really thinking a lot more about like going inward, Mm -hmm. right? Like I think so many of us are focused on the external things that are going on around us and and looking at the external to solve problems. And for me, it's like recognizing a lot of the issues in my life are probably because of me and thinking about what I'm doing internally or how I'm thinking about things internally to kind of solve those issues. Does that make
3: sense? Yeah. You're becoming a lot more self-aware.
0: Yeah. We were just joking about it before. No, I think it's true because everything from like, okay, this person did this and I'm angry. or I'm reacting to it. Okay. Is that on them? Or is that on me? Or anytime I'm getting dis- I'm disappointed in someone is that because I had an expectation. So I'm like, you know, the benefit of me being able to sit with people like yourself for this long is that it's forced me to start looking at myself as opposed to everybody else.
3: Great. You got it. So, so I'm going to take you through this whole process. We'll go quick. Does that work? Yeah. What are we naming your best self, Michael and Taylor? What's yours?
1: Are we talking about my drawing or my the name?
3: The name of your best self with your drawing. I was going to do Sunny T. All right, Sunny T's in the house. Is
1: it a name or can I? Can, I can't
0: call it what I was calling it.
3: What would you call it again? I called it the Enlightened One. Yeah, you can call it the Enlightened One. Okay.
2: Mine's named Charisma. It's
3: almost T.O. for short.
2: Yeah, yeah T.O. T.O. Tio. <laughs> Mine's Charisma because I just, I just love charisma in people. So that's what I want to allude.
3: Great. So we have Charisma, Sunny T. T-O, which is also known as the enlightened one.
1: Actually, I'm changing my name to soulless. (laughs) Soulless? Yeah. Not soulless. Soulless. S-O-L-A-C-E. Okay. Like winter soulless? Yes. Okay.
3: Got it. All right. We got this. Okay. So we're going to go on to our anti-self now. Oh, God. So the anti-self, and the reason why this is so helpful, and it seems silly if you dig into it, is with our own egos. Have you ever noticed like, when somebody gets defensive, there's no getting in? Yes. And if you say to somebody, well, just stop comparing, you're like, okay, that's really helpful. Just stop comparing. And you're like, why am I comparing? And I'm being myself up for comparing. And, you know, there's just this endless thing that we do. Think of that part of you that you know is getting in the way of being your best self. Okay. And write down what that is. And for everyone, it's different. Okay. So you started writing what, Michael? Impatient, mm.
0: angry. And say judgmental, maybe. What's the word if you're not listening? Not listening? Is that, is that an
3: adjective? Sure, like, yeah, you're not listening.
0: By nature, it's coming from a place where I want to help. But when someone comes to me with their problems, instead of just listening and hearing, I'm trying to jump in and, and solve. Does that That make sense? was
2: the most self-aware thing you've said all week.
0: Really? Well, because if, if say, Lauren comes with an issue and she's like, I'm having trouble with this. My default state is to go, okay, let me, like, jump in and tell you how to solve it. Right? Right. But that's not the right way because my way is probably not her way but it's it's when sometimes maybe it would help more if I just
3: listened I got you yeah makes sense yeah it makes sense
2: my where I get in trouble is when and I notice this in myself when I think with my emotions not my logic mm. so I really I practice a lot of stoicism and I really really try to think logically because I find that that works a lot better for me when I act with emotion look out right and then p- add PMS on it and it's, it's not it's good. dangerous. It's a recipe for disaster. And then you
3: end up just causing more suffering for you. I,
2: I caused more suffering like this weekend. Like I gotcha. On, on Saturday night, specifically.
3: <laughs> That's when your anti-self came out.
2: I didn't, I didn't have my best self on Saturday night.
3: Okay. So let's, let's figure out the name. Let's do the same thing. We're going to draw it Her thing. Okay. That mm-hmm. part of you that describes that comes to mind your anti-self.
2: Mine are expectations, PMS, anxiety, selfishness, combativeness, and when I'm emotional. Is
0: PMS an adjective or is that? Is I made
2: it one. A, I made it one. Okay.
3: Okay. All right. <laughs> It's right. PMS-y. It's, maybe it's exaggerated when you're going through that. I'm time. just
0: going to draw a devil.
3: Okay. So you're drawing a <laughs> devil.
0: Mine's like a disgusting hunched over troll.
3: Okay. And what's his name?
0: We can just call him troll.
3: Troll. The troll. He's the troll. Okay. I don't know, call him
1: the mine's troll. name
3: is lucifer lucifer okay lucifer's in the mix okay so we got lucifer and taylor how about you mr hall mr hall hall h-o-l-e mr hall yep Hull. Hull. tell me about him
1: he's messy he's impatient and he's, he doesn't take the time to kind of understand when he's irritable
2: you're so fucked because now every single time you act like those things to me i'm gonna call you mr Hull. you're forever
0: known on the show as mr hall
1: it's gonna help him
0: yeah
3: if, and that's the thing. It really, it'll help. Imagine if you're just like, oh my gosh, you're so messy. If you're just like, Mr. Holes coming out, you can kind of laugh at it. And it's actually, I know so many people who now use their best selves and anti-selves as a way to communicate. Okay. And it's helpful. So if I, okay, so yours is Lucifer. You really, it's Lucifer. You're that dark with it.
2: I am very, very extreme with everything. I'm very intense. There's no in between for me. It's gray. You. It's black and white. I'm either fun uh-huh. or it's not.
3: Okay. To my husband. I got gotcha.
0: you. I don't know if I'd describe you as Lucifer, but that, I mean, that's pretty far, but he's like, yeah, but I, but I get where you're going with it.
2: Okay.
3: Cool. You
1: should have gone Satan Jr.
2: No, you can just call me loose for sure. Okay. Loose. Oh, loose. Now, oh, now your
0: yeah. name's loose on the show. I yeah, loose. Okay. I Michael. What you... I got Mr. Loose Hole.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Um, mine's uh well, I just had a troll, but I might, I might change it now. I don't know. Loose yeah, like, yeah. troll hole. Yeah. Loose troll.
3: Okay, Sounds so like, I'm just a like a garbage pail kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is kind of like a... You What's see his me? name? Let's name him. We could call him Garbage Troll.
3: Okay, Garbage Troll. So we have we Garbage go. Troll, The Hole, and Loose, right? <laughs> so I want you to think about the last time that this part of you came out. You're saying Saturday night. Saturday night. You're saying when?
0: I would say probably last week during the, the entire week. I was just in a, like a, funk. in a funk, I was just in a weird mood, bad mood. And then it, I think that carried over to this weekend. And then we were both fighting about stuff. And then it, I think probably it was like a combination of both of us.
3: Okay. Culminating And, and Taylor, you, when w- were you the whole? It, I noticed it on
1: Friday that stuff was getting messy. And then I, I corrected it specifically, but it was to the point to where it was weighing me down. Okay. So I, I addressed it, but still that still reflects. I can still think of that and go, I know for a fact that that took place on Friday.
3: Got it. So now, what I want you to do is each to communicate to me how would your best self have, like, how would your best self have handled Saturday night?
2: I would have had two less tequila shots. Okay. I would have been logical, not emotional. I would have not had expectations for other people because I can't control other people's reactions. And sometimes I can be a control freak and maybe a little bit less anxiety.
3: Got it. So if you, you know you could be your best self Saturday night, like the next time you act up where you feel your anti-self coming out, do you think that you could shift it?
2: Yes, I do. I do think that I like like the juxtaposition of both of them. I think that I can recognize that. It's difficult. But sure. I, I I think I, I'm the only one that has the tools to shift it. He doesn't have the tools.
3: Right. You can make a choice. And then you once you realize that, you're like, okay, well, what do I need to do to stay more in my best self? I can be... So first... It's figuring out what routines, what rituals, what moments. Like, if Michael has permission to say, hey, it seems like loose is coming out. He's, I'm telling you, if he try, I'd love for you guys to try it and tell me how it worked out.
0: We're going to have to do, we're going to get some feedback. We're gonna yeah,
2: to do- I already know what he's going to say. He's going to look at me and he's going to go, you're getting a little loosey.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like, getting a little loose. Got to, to tighten time. up. It's time to tighten up. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's true. Even in my like last week, I think a lot of it was like I was getting very irritated with a lot of things right. just because of my own issues, and uh, that led to being impatient. Which means then I'm not listening, which is just like a, then people don't feel heard and they feel disrespected, and then it's a like, cascades into, you know, getting negative energy and feedback to me and then I'm getting angry and I mean it's interesting writing it down I've never done an exercise like this when I can actually like put it on a piece of paper Mm. and see and be like oh wait a minute like if I just didn't do all of those things I probably wouldn't get to this place
2: can we challenge the audience to do this at home it's such an easy exercise that is effective and you can do it with your significant other so you can call them an evil name when they're acting like an asshole
0: and I like how you can keep this paper because Then you can, it's something to see.
2: I'm going to frame right. yours and put your of it in your office.
1: What is the descriptive term for kind of materializing your like shortcomings? Is there, is there a, a word for it? A lot of the times when you, when you think something of a specific, like uh, you have a shortcoming and you identify, it's, a, it's like an identifier, I guess. Maybe I answered my own question.
3: Well, I, I think it's helpful for most people. If you identify just like, you're, why are you so angry? There's no humor in it. It's all negative. There's no fun. And. Usually it doesn't get anywhere. Why do you effing think I'm so angry? You know, like if you're like, well, you sound a little bit like blank. I've found nine times out of 10, the person loosens up a bit and they're like, yeah, you're right. You're so right.
2: What's your evil character's name?
3: Well, I would say they're evil, but mine would be Angelos, right? So I own a treatment center. So I own a, a dual diagnosis, alcohol and drug treatment center in West Hollywood called Cast Centers. And I have about 15 employees in that business. And I find that sometimes I get really impatient. I'll be dismissive. I won't want to spend the time grooming talent and coaches and I'll be, you know, like, well, why'd you do that? And so like, it doesn't serve me. I like, I did a ritual before I came in here. I went in the bathroom in the hallway. I do this in every bathroom and everywhere I ever go. If I'm doing something publicly is I drop on my knees real quick, which is, you know, sounds weird. And I look around to make sure no one's looking at me. And then I pop up and I look at myself in the mirror and I always just say, be yourself. And i that's just like a grounding exercise that I find has humility in my life so that I stay true to my best self. Otherwise, what happens is life just happens and our emotions just run. And all of a sudden I could come in this podcast and be fully ego and impatient and not being my best self. And I feel like life works in our favor when we are just who we are.
0: And I think people gravitate to people that, that they can identify as being authentically themselves. If I saw somebody doing that, I might think, oh, that's strange. But when you explain it, I'm like, oh, right. that's that's you. And and, I, and it, it pulls you in. It pulls me in.
3: Right. Yeah. Like I was in your lobby. I was about to put on my headphones and listen to Santi Gold song. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I want to go a step further and like in the flow, like I'm in this new space instead of, I want to be respectful of you guys inviting me to come out. That's an honor for me to come. And so I try, I want to show up as my best self. And so I think for different people, it's different things, but rituals and some structure really I've, I find it helpful.
2: But what do you do if you don't show up as your best self? Because I'm the type of person, and I've noticed I've been doing this a lot, is I take a situation, and I won't be perfect in the situation. I'll make mistakes, which is life. And then I'll sit back and I'll pick apart what was wrong instead of looking at what was right. And I'll beat myself up over it, and I'll get extreme anxiety. Mm-hmm. Say you came in and you just bombed this interview, uh-huh. and actually, let's take it a step further. Let's say you didn't bomb it. Let's say you just said a couple things that you don't, that you didn't like. Uh huh. But overall, it was a good interview. That's maybe a better way to sure. put it.
3: Sure, I'm on Dr. Phil uh, almost every week. There's no retapes, or <laughs> it's all there's no redos. There's no, just, no redos. Yeah. I go up. I have to say something, and I was having moments like that where I was like, oh, I could have been more profound, or I was stuttering, or I felt nervous or, you know, but how many times in our life have we looked back at moments that we actually thought were bad that turned out incredibly great in our lives? All the time. All the time. How many times do we look back and go, gosh, that was really hard for me in the moment, but it turned out really well. And so for me, I have to start creating that narrative. And it's helpful to talk to people who support that narrative I always say, you know, be really careful who you're talking about vulnerable conversations with because you can end up down a rabbit hole. But I know that feeling and I think that's part of being human is we feel insecure or we feel out of control. We have to remind ourselves how good life's been on this current journey and
0: you know, though, I think there's, there's a lot of young people listening and they may, maybe they haven't had that gut punch yet. Maybe, you know, maybe they've been in just school, high school, then go to college. And up to this point, life's been pretty cherry. It's been, I don't want to say easy because everybody has their own hardships, but maybe maybe they haven't had that thing that's been that, oh, oh shit moment, this is really bad. And then come out the other side, like Lauren and I have had those moments. yeah. And so you can look back on them fondly and be like, oh, and so when it happens again, you're a little bit more equipped. So what would you tell somebody that's maybe hasn't gone through something yet, but inevitably, like anybody else in life will, Mm -hmm. when they're going through it, how do they navigate it? Let's pause this interview for a second. I got a really important question to ask all of our listeners out there. What is your hair profile, everybody? Do you have straight hair, wavy hair, curly hair, coily hair? Is it fine, medium or coarse? Is it dry, normal or oily?
2: Mine's a little brassy sometimes because I'm really blonde, which is why I'm obsessed with Function of Beauty because you can actually customize exactly what you need for your hair. So it's basically your own personalized shampoo. It also comes in pink, which we love, and I got the peaches one to be specific. I mean, we all don't have the same hair, obviously, so why should we all use the same shampoo and conditioner? Function of Beauty brings you shampoos and conditioners, like I said, that are customized and fit just for you. So what you do is you go online and you take this hair quiz. Michael and I both did it. And obviously Michael's
0: answers are or
2: were very different than mine. When you
0: define your hair goals, Lauren, and you know, you and I are both very goal oriented as our listeners are as well. So, you know, you get to go on there, select five hair goals. You want a deep condition. You want to fix split ends. You want to hydrate thermal protection, I want some thermal protection. You want to volumize, anti-frizz, straighten, oil control. They got it all. Select five and boom, put in your quiz and they will build a shampoo and conditioner just for you.
2: What I really like though is you can also select dye-free and fragrance-free. Um, I got the peach but if you want no fragrance you can have that and then they also don't use sulfates or parabens or minerals or any of those nasty rat ingredients it's vegan it's cruelty free they don't test on animals I love this and they have 18,000 five star customer reviews so you know you're going to be happy with whatever you get
0: so like we said you can really customize these shampoos and conditioners and I know for all you that just say wow this guy's already got some pretty luscious thick hair Oh my god! what else would he need I had some hair goals I wanted to strengthen it I want to condition I want to make it deeper I don't think it
2: can be more strengthened
0: and and I wanted a customized bottle that said MB in okay. orange, and I got it.
2: You got it. So let's get to it. All Skinny Confidential. Him and her listeners will receive 20% off their first order. To redeem, head to functionofbeauty.com slash skinny and take their hair profile quiz today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash skinny to get 20% off your custom formula.
3: You know, the best way to... Uh the, this is what I found is so helpful: is you flip the darkness into inspiration. If you know how to flip the switch, it's brilliant. So
2: I, I'm like not trying to toot my own horn, but I do feel like I do that that with any darkness I've had. You you have to shift your perspective,
3: right? So if I get, which I have at different times, like destroyed online or cyberbullied, I in that moment I'm like, this is going to help me in schools this is, I'm going to be able to like help see p- people in some fashion because I'm experiencing this and I've never experienced it before. Otherwise I'm just kind of going, well, cyberbullying's bad.
0: Well, I think well, this is a good, a, a good exercise, you know, because you, you seem like a positive person that has a tendency to be able to look at the light and dark tunnel. But for people that don't know how to do that, what is like, what's the mindset shift that you have to be in, in order to recognize the positives in a, in a what's perceived to be negative situation?
3: Well, I mean, I also came from, I was addicted to meth. I've been sober 17 years. I've gone hmm. through.
2: Let's talk about that. You were yeah. addicted to meth. How Crystal old were you? Crystal meth. How old were yeah.
3: you? Well, I started in high school smoking weed and partying. And then I went to a high school called Modern Day, which is a big athletic school. And I played basketball and went with a homecoming queen. And then I went to New York to play basketball at a school called Fordham. But I really couldn't jump that high. And I knew it wasn't going to go that far. And I got involved in nightlife in New York. At first, it was so much fun and so enjoyable. But I was one of those who kind of took it to the next level. And it got to the point where, you know, I would buy meth, throw it away an hour later, it would come back, buy it, throw it away. And then eventually, I mean, I hope no one has to go through this. But you know, I spray painted my place red, I thought there was a camera in my peephole. Uh, I felt really desperate, I hated who I'd become. So um, and there's always a lower bottom for different people. But that was kind of my experience on meth. I mean, I, you know, on meth, you end up cleaning your kitchen for like 15 hours, but it's still messy, you know?
0: <laughs> so what were the circumstances behind you deciding you needed to get sober?
3: Well, I'd gone through a bunch of outpatients. I also, I was 22 years old when I got sober. You know, it's that feeling we get. I mean, that's kind of what I have been really passionate about the last few years of my career is authenticity and being your best self because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know, like, there's no roadmap. You don't learn this stuff in school, you know, and you don't know, like there's physical education, but there's no mental education. Right. Like you don't learn how to deal with your emotions, or you I, or your parents, you go, yeah, but you hope your parents. Yeah. But a
0: lot of times you're just not equipped.
3: You're not equipped. And so I, I just wasn't equipped.
0: Maybe I look at myself. Like it took yeah. 32 years of me looking around for external things to fix as a, and then realizing when you're like, oh shit, I've lived literally 32 years on this planet, not even thinking about that.
3: That's a long time. I don't know how any, I don't yeah. even know how people go that long mm-hmm. without getting some form of outside help. Cause we all have blind spots I you think know. it's
0: probably because I'm an overachiever, and so I'm always like head down, like just putting my head into uh-huh. the work. But then all of a sudden, something happens, and you're forced to to look around and say, "Okay, maybe this isn't serving me. This isn't working. I have to look inward now." Like if you're somebody that's listening and you're struggling, and you've been doing the same thing over and over, right? Then maybe it's time to switch up your playbook a little bit and say, "Wait, maybe it's something I'm doing." And that's that's what I had to do.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think you reach a certain point where there's no choice. Enough, enough is enough, and it yeah. doesn't need to be totally addicted to drugs. It can just be. I'm not happy. I want, you know, better relationships, a better job. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked with so many people that want better jobs, more purpose. So, I mean, everyone's different, but I think we're all in this journey of being human.
0: It didn't map out because if you look at me, you're like, oh, well, this guy's got solid businesses, solid relationships, so, like financially successful. And so on the surface, you're like, oh, that everything's fine. But then you have to look back it's like, wait, is, is all this st- external stuff actually making me happy? And that's what I had to revisit it. So now right. I, had, I had to look for that why. I wanted. we were talking about a little bit before we got into the interview, you said that a lot of the people you help, you, you focus a lot on the why and their right. purpose. How do you go about identifying that?
3: Well, I mean, I'm sitting down with someone right after this who's an artist and see, I think anything creatively, whatever body of work somebody's creating in anything, uh, I love the thoughtfulness and depth to it. And I think like this next phase of my career, I'm really into hope, right? So I'm going to Curtis. I've been to Iraq. This will be my third trip going next month to bring like hope to refugees. And I need to get trucks full of goodies, which I don't have any goodies yet <laughs> i don't know how i'm gonna pull this off but i'm you know like but i like this idea of unexpected hope so that's like a season of my life where i'm like i want to provide unexpected hope and i want to study hope and i want to understand why some people get out of the darkness and some people stay in it and some people could be in what we perceive as total darkness and they still have hope and they're happier right and so i, I don't even know if i answered your question you just got like my brain all no 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 ticking but it's just life evolves and if you don't evolve with life Life makes you deal with it.
2: What are some common practices that you would recommend for millennials who are feeling hopeless right now? For instance, for me, you know, waking up and starting every morning with meditation and I always say getting light light the shades open and movement, whether it's walking to get coffee Mm -hmm. and then drinking a ton of water in the morning, like light movement, hydration, I think right when I wake up, that's been something that's really helped me set the tone of my day. Do you have anything that you could recommend um, to millennials that just are waking up feeling maybe depressed or foggy or not, you know, their, their selves?
3: Sure. I think, I mean, there's always the, which works is a gratitude list. Gratitude gets you in the moment. I also have started this thing that I created, this is like a week ago, Hopeless, or like how can I provide hope in the day? The problem for us is we get stuck in ourselves, and so we get disconnected from life. Or we get connected to life, but it's not in such a way that it actually fills us up, right, and so it definitely the meditation, getting centered, listening to music, feeling free, I also think it's not ever going online and being mean to another person. Like you won't ever see me posting mean things ever or commenting mean or I, that's just from a social media perspective. I think that's really important as you t- making a decision not to do that, but it's like anonymously picking up trash and throwing it away. It's or saying the person in the Starbucks line, I love your hair. I mean, how good does it feel to actually give compliments? Yeah. It feels good, right? If it, it, a total stranger, selfishly It feels good to let someone else know, like, I really love that about you. That's really nice. I love how you walked in this room. You really know how to walk. To me, the key is getting centered. And then if you're wanting to connect with life, connect in such a way that you feel like you're adding your own self-esteem. It's esteemable. It's esteemable to give people compliments. So, you know.
0: Lauren and I sometimes, you know, and we just did it. We just jump in with someone cause we're excited. You work with a lot of high performers, right? uh, We were talking about a little offline Joe Jonas, Dr. Phil, a lot of different celebrities and, and strong mm-hmm. personalities. How did you get into coaching and kind of like going from recovery to all, to all of a sudden coaching all these high performers? Like what's the story there?
3: I did interventions for many years. And so at a certain point I ended up getting phone calls for people who were in the middle of music tours or on set that wouldn't perform. And so the whole thing could shut down if they don't continue. And that person didn't want the whole thing to shut down. So that's kind of how I got introduced to entertainment, I would say. And then um, I started just getting called into different crises that weren't as hardcore as tours closing down. It could be like a breakup of a band. Somebody needs a therapist. Somebody needs someone to talk to.
0: How did they know you were the guy?
3: I mean, some people liked me, (laughs) you know, like I had some good results. So people trusted me and I've always kind of had this attitude where I remember I had a really big artist that I could have worked with. It was a turning point in my career, really big. And I was young. They wanted me to work with this person, but I wasn't allowed to meet with her alone. And there were all these rules and stipulations and attorneys and like I passed on it. And I remember for me, it was like looking back, it was like a great moment in my career where I started to really understand my own integrity someone could look at my life and be like well that doesn't have integrity or he's not what i mean but for myself that's how i really felt and then you know like next week i'll be out at the dallas cowboys so i'm doing something for uh player development for 25 rookies and that came from like another person
0: so it's a lot of just word of mouth and just impact.
2: So, that. so yeah. wait a minute. So walk me through this. Let, let's say Britney Spears is on tour right now and she and she needs help. Her people call your people and say fly out. And, and when you do fly out, what does it look like? Is she in bed? Can you really explain the circumstances of you coming to see a celebrity or music artist when they don't want to perform?
3: I mean, every case is different or situations.
2: Maybe different. give us one example of someone anonymous. It, can, it doesn't need to be. You don't need to tell us who it is.
3: Somebody could be coming a liability on a movie set and they're doing drugs that are illegal and they will bring me in to basically have that conversation about what's expected, what's OK, what's not OK. And here's the plan. You can stay in if you do this or you're going to be replaced. And they want to give you a shot because they know you have a lot of personal issues going on in your life, but this is it. Or the thing is, it's like, there's only probably so many people that end up working in those environments. I don't really do a lot of that anymore. I kind of do more of the be your best self, be better. I do less of that chaos that I used to do.
0: Is that by choice?
3: Yeah. You know, our company does, but at a certain point, I'm always about like, what's that I want to, I want to do this. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that for several years, you know, and early in my career, when I first started doing interventions, I mean, I would have done them for free. I would, I would sleep in, you know, $40 a night motel rooms where a family would hire me and pay me 200 bucks. And I would have to dedicate two days and they're emotionally draining. But like, to me, it's just the evolution of, um, what you want to do. Yeah. I get it. Yeah.
2: I had to do an intervention and I know what a nightmare it can be if it goes wrong. Mine went wrong. And (laughs) did you do it on We did it on my sister. Okay. And it wasn't good. Okay. She's sober now. Oh. This was probably uh, like six years ago.
0: No, longer now. Five years ago? Maybe maybe longer now.
2: But I would love to know what your tips are for a successful intervention. What do you see that really works? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that have a family member or friend that is abusing drugs or alcohol.
0: Or do you even believe that interventions work at this point? Do you know Bob Forrest?
3: Yeah, I've never met him. You
0: never met him? He, he said that he doesn't like interventions anymore, but.
3: I mean, I think that life's a rainbow. So it's figuring out what's the fit. Some people need to be surprised. Some people just need to get their bank account shut off. And some people need to lose their jobs. And some people need to go to jail, you know, and so everyone's different. Mm -hmm. And I think the main tip that I always suggest is have a solution in place and always unite with the, you know, like there's only so much friends can do. And at a certain point, like mom and dad need to help. If there's no mom and dad, then maybe it's, you know, someone in the business or whatever they work in. But it's really hard to see somebody suffering who you love. And, you know, the intervention went horribly wrong, but then she's sober today. And I'm sure it was just dramatic, awful thing where she was yelling at everyone and you shouldn't have done it this way or whatever. She's sober today. I mean, it's just a part of the journey. Some of them are just so messy, though. Like, so awful. And you
0: throw a lot of dynamics of different personalities in there. And
3: yeah, know. and on top of that, like, when you're hired for it, as much as people go, well, this is about the family and we want to empower the family, like, at the end of the day, they're also hiring you because they want their loved one to go and get well because they don't know what to do anymore. And so there's, there's a lot of pressure in those situations. you know. What are the
0: most common mental blocks that you see across the board? We're like, okay, I've seen this in a lot of different cases and this is something that I can come in per, and, and help
3: Yeah, with. I would say perspective in general. Okay. I think, you know, what do they hope in their own life? Like get really clear about like, what are you actually wanting? I think a lot of people don't take a step back and go, here's what I want in my career. And then you make sure all those dots connect to the plan of what you want in your career or here's what I want in a relationship. I think it's first identifying. I think it's helpful to write it because a lot of people will say, oh, no, I know what I want. But then if you ask them, you're going to go on this trail. And then to understand the intention, well, why do you want that? Well, that's what's going to make me happy. So what you're telling me is if you make this much money, you're going to be happy. And then they'll be, yeah. Well, are you sure that's what's going to make you happy? You have to dig in a little bit. And so I think it's helpful to go, What are you actually wanting? What is going to give you the most freedom in your life? And that's the first step.
0: Woo! More play, guys. This is a game changer.
2: If you guys haven't tried coconut oil lube, woo, you are missing out. Let me tell you, I personally can't have sex without it.
0: I mean, we've been talking about forever.
2: You can also use it alone if you want to, which is fun. So basically, woo, you can eat it, lick it, suck it, fuck it. You get your healthy fats in while you give a blowjob and it just works. It has beeswax for grip, little stevia for taste, some vanilla essence for smell. It's really just everything you need when you're having sex. And it's not like I'm saying you need it. It just enhances the situation. You know what I mean?
0: I was going to come in and add to that, but I I'm might sure have to you were I'm, I'm overheating in. right now. I might you, have to leave the room. You
2: were going to come in real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Guys, if we didn't believe in this product and didn't love it as much as we do, one, we wouldn't have created it. And two, We wouldn't give it to every single guest that comes on this show in bright, skinny, confidential wrapping paper. And
2: let me tell you, every guest gets a huge smile on their face when they get it. And then they always will message me via DM or on text and say, whoa.
0: That's a unique gift, isn't it? Lube, right? And you know what? What, what, what else are you going to give? Water. Yeah, we have water here. You know, we also have coconut lube and it's the best.
2: Yes. So this is a great gift for a birthday, a bachelorette party, just to send your boyfriend. Maybe you guys have like a long distance relationship or just bring it home. I'm telling you, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, whatever, they're going to be obsessed.
0: It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it is. Guys, to try this out, go to woo moreplay.com and enter promo code SKINNY20 at checkout. That's woomoreplay, W-O-O-M-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y.com and then code SKINNY20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Check out the freshies as well. A lot of fun stuff happening over at the Woo brand. Enjoy, guys. We know that you will. Well, I think that's the hardest thing is like, even in my case, like you really do down to a granular level think that's actually what you want. And then when you get there, you're like, wait a minute. This didn't make me happier. This is not what I wanted. And it's like a shock to the system because you can't figure out why something you've worked so long for is not the thing that actually ends up making you happy.
2: I think this is such a good segue to talk about achievement and contribution and, and maybe explain the differences between the two and even speak on all the high achievers that you have worked with that have got to the point where they've said they're going to be happy and they're not because they're lacking that contribution.
3: I've worked with a lot of people who have a lot of success and are extremely talented and literally the barista behind starbucks is happier and just feels more like zany and kind of fun and where the the person i've worked with just feels a lot more like empty or untrusting or paranoid and so it really does come down to like you're saying purpose the journey of life is always the journey there's no like total destination to it you know and i think it's enjoying what you have in the moment and figuring out how to embrace it and realizing that the thing you're trying to get to doesn't, isn't going to change your life that much.
0: See, that's the thing, that's the unlock though. A lot of people think once I make this amount of money, everything's Uh gonna be set and I'll be happy. And it's like that song. It's like more money, more problems. It's true. It's it's true in a lot of areas because with a lot of that stuff comes more responsibility. Especially if you're building a company, maybe you start off and it's just you, and all you have to think about is yourself. But when you start hiring people, you got to think about them. Start right. getting clients, you got to think about them. Like it's just this larger spider web of things. And I and I think that if more people understood and went through the exercise of you know, let's say you do get to the end of the road and you get everything you want, like what are you doing then? Like what, like, what you happens guys, then?
3: Do you, have you found in your podcasting process? There's been. The experience where sometimes you're like, you know, this is it, you know, and then, you know, it's, it goes up and down, right? The whole You
0: thing. know what, what's interesting about the podcast is Lauren, tell me if I'm wrong. It may be the first avenue that we've both taken where we've just enjoyed the process way more than the end. And so we like, we always wow. say we wouldn't, we would just do this for forever and for free if we could, cause we get to talk to people like yourself. But I think it's been the first thing where it's, there's not like an end goal or an end road or like we're going to, it just we're excited to to do this, right? right? And it's been, you know, we've done a lot of different things. And this is the first thing I can really put the stamp on and say, we haven't really thought about an end for this. Have we?
2: No, you're right. It's, we're enjoying the process, which I think is really special. And I think that that's unlike a lot of things.
0: It's not common in any of the other things we did or do, right? Like in, in all my other business, I'm like, okay, once I get here and I do this and I make this money, there's always that. And what I found is every time I would get to that goal, It was never enough and i was never happy and so that i had to go back and say wait why am i doing all of this shit anyways right and so this is the first time when we've been like completely clear it's to it's to speak to people like you to present this audience with valuable information that they could use to benefit their life and also in a selfish way, be able to sit down with someone like you and pick your brain for an hour and just ask you whatever. It's, it's different than being able, if I just call you up randomly and said, hey, can we get a cup of coffee for an hour? I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But if I say, hey, you want to come on the show, talk about your book for an hour? You're like, yeah, let's talk about whatever we want. And so it's it's just access to people as well.
3: So maybe it's an environment where you get to learn. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. Mm-hmm. There's no stress. Uh, the two of you get to do something beautifully as a couple. Mm-hmm. That's a fun way for you to collaborate. Yeah, it's and, fun
2: to work with your significant other. Yeah. Sometimes. It
3: has its challenges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: curious about th- the high achievers that you work with, the right. actresses, the influencers, the celebrities. It seems to me and I'm I'm really noticing that this as I get older that the more eyes you have on you and the more famous you become, the more isolated you become. And I'm interested on how you counsel someone that feels that they are so famous and they're, they're so well-known, but they feel so alone. What's the conversation like there?
3: What I normally do is I create this thing called SPHERES. It's an acronym. It's S-P-H-E-R-E-S, and it stands for Social, Personal, Health, Education, Relationships, Employment, and Spiritual. And so what I do is I have them rate from a 1 to 10 what, where they are, and so that we can really analyze what targeted area we should get into. And so it may be that like socially they're at like a two. And so we need to go, okay, well, how do we improve that? Who do you want to connect with? Who do you trust? What does that look like? What do you want? How good of a friend are you to other people? You know, and then also spiritually, it's like, okay, well, you're standing for all these things, but are you getting in the trenches at all? You know, you're, you're posting that you're all about these charities, but are you actually getting your hands dirty? And I think there's a huge difference. That's what you're talking about is someone isolates where they're just leveraged and they feel all alone and they may have a significant other. But then, you know, I know we're talking a lot about celebrities and that's why I love being on Dr. Phil as I work with like, you know, the person next yeah. door and it's, it can be the same issue where they just feel extremely ice. Isol- the same feelings are there if somebody doesn't feel understood and they feel empty and, don't trust people. And a lot of people out there have really difficult moms and dads.
2: What advice would you give to people that have been in a relationship for a long time? Michael and I've been in a relationship for 10 years. I never want to stop learning and evolving in the relationship. I never want to get stagnant. So I would love to hear your tips.
3: Tips on people in a relationship? Yeah.
2: How do we, how do we get better as a couple, stronger as a couple?
3: Well, what has worked for you guys?
2: What has worked for us? Communication. Wait, sex with Emily says communication is lubrication.
3: Got it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We we get in trouble when we don't communicate because there's so, you know, there's so many different things going on. And if all of a sudden I'm off in one way and she's in another, we're Uh, not that that causes issues.
2: We got to communicate. Like
3: what experiences though? Do you feel like
2: we love to read together? We love to travel together. We'd love to hang out with our dogs together. We're actually very much homebodies, which people wouldn't think because of social media. We like to just be together. I know that sounds weird, but laying in bed and reading a book or watching TV is like a really a special time for us to shut off cuz so much of our life is so out there. Mm that I think we take solace in silence time.
0: Well, sometimes our, our friends that we've had for a long time think we're strange you now because we're maybe not as social as we used to be. But I will say like, you know, if you do four or five of these episodes a week and you're engaged with someone like we are for an hour, like so focused, I mean, you're getting five hours of, it's a different type of socializing, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're out to dinner with a group and people are kind of going in and out of the conversation with this and like you and I are, like looking at each other and eye and like so focused. It's also, it, it can be draining.
3: That yeah. Sense? I mean, it sounds like you guys are your relationships, how you guys want it to be.
0: Yeah, right? no, it's fine.
2: It is. I, I think just, think just always at- any tips. It doesn't have to be too about just our relationships. Any tips that you would give to anyone in a relationship and it even could just be a friendship.
3: I mean, I do. I can tell you, and this isn't me plugging the book, but in best self, be you only better. The book I wrote, there's about like 80 exercises in it.
2: Okay. Just so like, what's an example of one? So an
3: example is looking at uh, your values you grew up with versus your values as an adult and when, what values in your life have shifted and what are your values. And is, I, I always think like self-help can be like a game and it's really interesting and you get to learn a lot about the person you're with. Um, I mean, what stages of change you are in different things that you want to change? What level of sphere are you lowest on? What accountability could you provide for each other that would be really helpful? you know, understanding what limiting beliefs you each may have currently in your life. What's
2: an example of a limiting belief just for anyone who's listening?
3: Uh, an example of a limiting belief is I can't be successful unless I've completed college.
2: Ooh, that's a good one.
3: Right? Ooh, or that's a school, good one. even that people are only going to hire people with degrees. It's not true.
0: I haven't looked at one degree in any of the hires I've made. <laughs> me
3: neither, but people really believe this. Or they'll believe I'm not going to get the a partner or be in a relationship with someone until i lose 10 pounds or i feel better about myself or i'm not smart or you know it's all that noise that comes from years of story that we suddenly create these stories so
0: what I like about how you operate in your book is like you have all these exercises, and what it sounds to me is like us as human beings, we've we've all developed these if-then scenarios in our in our mind, right. both positive and negative. If I if I do this, then I can do this. When it's like, why can't you just do it? Right. I was talking to one of, a guy that mentors me a little bit, and I was saying, well, one day I'm going to do this thing, and it had to do with the, the business. And he's like, well, why don't you just do it? Yeah. And I looked at him, I was like, huh. And I was like, so much of what I talk about and what we talk about on the show, but it, when he said it, I was like, you're hundred percent right. But we, you know, I created this scenario in my head, well, once I do this, then I can do that. And it's right. like, why not just do it?
3: I, I can share a limiting belief I ha- sure. on yeah. that. So I'm speaking, I just started publicly speaking at stuff. Like it's very new and I didn't realize there's such an art to it. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I got so, so excited that I got asked that they're flying me out and paying me to go out there next week for the Cowboys and. I started to go, I'm not that good of a speaker. And then my story was because I recently spoke at this elementary school called Buckley. It's in the Valley. Very nice. And I was like, well, you know, you're only a good... And after I spoke, I mean, I provide value, but I didn't feel amazing in it. And I I had this illusion in my head that everyone's going to be like laughing and crying all throughout my talk in order for it to be a good talk and where people are demanding to talk to me and... I can't leave the room. Like I have this vision of these guys that like speak. And so I'm like, well, I'm not that good at speaking. And then I started to realize that that's a limiting belief. I haven't even done it. I've done it once. So how could it, the not that good instead of going, and I had to look at my beliefs around what not being good meant. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah,
2: it's that is a limiting belief. And and it seems like with what you're doing, it's one of those things that you just constantly have to put yourself out there over and over and over and over again for you to become comfortable. There's no way around it. Right. So it's like if I would tell you just go speak and speak and speak and you're going to fuck up and you're going to fuck up and you're going to fuck up and you're going to do what I do and say, "Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. You know, I said um too much, whatever it is. Right. But you just keep doing it to get better.
3: Right. It's, it's the only tra- way. It's, it's strange, like you have to go though. through
2: it. It's like, I, don't
0: know what, I don't know where these narratives come from that we put in our mind, but they're, I mean, they're there. And I think the the biggest hack from what I'm hearing is just understanding they're there and, and, and almost disregarding them in a certain way.
3: Yeah. Oh. And understanding it and being like, is this real? That's what I do. When I started having, I had the thought yesterday. And so I started writing about it. I'm like, how real is this? I'm like, I'm not Tony Robbins or Gary V on stage. Like everyone seems to love them. You know, the people aren't calling me off the, you know, going, we need coach Mike Bear coming in, you know, but so, imagine but their first time
2: and their second time All and in in. their 800th time. You got it. You have to just throw yourself. The, the difference between them and everyone else is that they've thrown themselves out there a million times. Yep. The first time I spoke, I wanted to throw up everywhere <laughs> and now I'm completely fine to speak, but it's like, you just have to keep throwing yourself into the fire. Right. What is a step someone can take to make massive change immediately? Any kind of change. Um, someone wants to lose weight. Weight. someone wants to get off drugs someone wants to
3: okay well i can i can tell you you need a goal and a plan and when i say goal and a plan you it needs to be measurable it needs to have a timeline it needs to be possible meaning people have been able to do it and there needs to be an outcome to it so if i'm saying i want to lose 10 pounds in whatever period of time i need to look at how many times a week do i go to the gym I'm gonna hold myself accountable to not eat after 9 p.m. I'm gonna maybe increase this many cardios. I'm gonna have an accountability partner. I always think that's one of the most important things is having that person that's gonna hold you accountable, whether it's a friend, whether it's a loved one, and that's a piece a lot of people miss is- They don't have the accountability. No, they they don't. They're not thinking about that, they're thinking they have to do it themselves.
0: That's no. It's, I mean, listen. A lot of these changes may not be immediate, but I think the decision-making process to actually tell your that you're going to make the decision to change is yeah. is important. A lot of people don't get there. So let's talk. Let's talk about the book a little bit because I know you got a jet in a minute. What was the motivation behind writing the book?
3: Well, I'd never had a vision of writing a book, and I wanted to put a body of work together that was me working with someone as a life coach where they would have like the how-to manual like a text like a playbook that they could just dig into at any time and that was universal enough that no matter what someone was working through it was like a guide to being their best self and then Dr. Phil was like you need to write a book ASAP and you know and he's like my mentor so
2: when Dr. Phil tells you to write a fucking book ASAP you write a fucking book ASAP I
3: know and I I would send him all these emails I've sent him hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails i mean he's the best the best at like giving me guidance and thought and say this and you know i just started to compile it and then yeah it came out january 8th and it's now in 15 languages wow which is congratulations incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah holy so it's, shit yeah so I work
0: working i mean i guess everybody can find it everywhere huh
3: well, yeah, I think Amazon. so. I mean, or yeah, they can go on Amazon or we'll, DeNova we'll or Walmart or... It. We'll
0: link it
2: in the show notes. Before you go, what is a book, a podcast, a resource that you recommend besides obviously your own?
3: A book or a podcast?
2: Resource, anything. Could be a TV anything show, just you've... something that you think would bring our audience tangible value.
3: Dr. Phil has this podcast that once a week he does Life Lessons, a Design for Living podcast. Super helpful tips like he just gave one. He has this thing that changed my life. It's called Baiters. I used to always think up until I'm 39, but up until about a year ago, I used to think there wasn't such thing as like good people and bad people. I was like, everyone's got a light. But you really start to understand through uh, his living by design and this thing called Baiters that the people that you're like, well, why are they laughing? But it's not funny. And why did they tell me that? But their actions did this. And it really gives you really clear guidelines of like, who you should keep in your life and who you should keep out. I mean, I would say that's, that's a resource. That's a resource.
2: I'm going to listen to that. I just wrote it down. Baiters. And it's the podcast is a design for
3: design for living. It's really good. It's really good. All right.
2: Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out.
3: Coach Mike bear on all the socials and it's bear like the aspirin. Oh, love it. Yeah,
2: I like that little jingle. It's bare like the Aspen. Thank you for coming <laughs> on. I, I'm sure your speech is going to be fucking killer. Oh,
3: no, thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to show too that. Like I go through it just like everyone else. It's well,
0: well, I think it's uh, important to mention because I think we all do. Right. And like, you know, like I said in the beginning, like people yeah. can look at something or someone and be like, wow, they got it all figured out. But it's, they not, don't. it's not true.
2: Next time we see you, we will be sure to let you know how Mr. Hole is doing.
0: And I yeah, will I let you wait. know if Mrs. Luce is <laughs> <a photo.
3: laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you so much.
2: Before you guys go, as always, there is a giveaway for a pink sparkly pop socket. All you have to do is tag a friend who needs to listen to the Skinny Confidential podcast on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential. Takes two seconds. And of course, make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love, love, love you. And we'll see you next time.
0: This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. I'm currently using the platform to learn a bunch of different skills that we have talked about many times on this show. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills online. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential him and her listeners two months unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash TSC. Again, go to skillshare.com slash TSC to start your two months now. That's skillshare.com slash TSC.